Well, a couple of days ago, ladies and gentlemen, President 45 got what he want by having a secret ceremony. I call it a secret ceremony because it was done in the middle of the night swearing in um, Amy Barrett as the new Supreme Court judge. Now she sits on the highest court in the land. Let's listen to this news story. Election? Well, last night you got it. Because last night, Republicans took full advantage of their hold on the White House and the Senate by officially sealing the deal on their replacement for the late Supreme Court Justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. From Judge to Justice Barrett. Hi, Amy Cody Barrett. Exactly one month after being nominated by President Trump, Amy Cody Barrett now joins the nation's highest court, concluding one of the quickest and most controversial Supreme Court confirmations in modern American history. The late evening event punctuating the most partisan confirmation in more than 150 years. All but one Senate Republican, Maine Susan Collins, voting in favor of Barrett. Every Democrat voting against her. President Trump relishing in the made-for-TV photo op. It is highly fitting that Justice Barrett fills the seat of a true pioneer for women. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, to hear the rest of this story, please stay tuned to the next episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G, where you know here we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar and no frosting. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, all our stories are brought to you raw. So go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, whichever you prefer. And stay tuned for the next episode of Chilling with Teddy G. As you know, my name is Ted Greer, and I'm your host on Chilling with Teddy G. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Well, as you can see, uh, during this election year, ladies and gentlemen, uh, everyone is saying vote, vote, vote. But uh, as you can see, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, your vote means little to nothing when presidents can do what they do, like uh, President 45 swearing in a judge at the middle of the night, something that's normally done during the the course of a day where where, uh, everybody uh, participates. But he had this secret ceremony in the middle of the night, Monday night, uh, following the Senate confirmation of Amy uh, Coney Barrett, who will become now the 115th justice to serve on the Supreme Court. Uh, This happened uh, 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 Tuesday, and immediately uh, she'll get to work. It says here in uh, USA Today, just as uh, Senate Republican Whist buried 48 through the confirmation process in a month. Trump rushed back from the campaign trail in Pennsylvania for the ceremony on the uh, south lawn of the White House in the midst of a global pandemic. The event took place near the Rose Garden, where a month earlier, the federal appeals court judge from Indiana was introduced in a crowd uh, setting that contributed to the spread of the COVID-19, both in the White House and in the Senate. And I'm sure y'all remember that where a bunch of the uh, 45 administration had tested positive for 
COVID-19 as well as a uh, bunch of uh, senators and some of their aides. Associated uh, Judge <clears throat> Justice Clarence Thompson, the longest uh, serving member of the uh, current court, delivered the constitutional oath of office. Most of the assembly guests were masked on Tuesday. Uh, Chief uh, Justice uh, John Roberts will complete the process by delivering the judicial oath to the court's newest member. So this this brings me back to saying, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, <clears throat> when you can do what you want and uh, feel that there's no 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 uh, consequences for it, you're not worried about any appraisals happening from it. It makes you wonder about your vote if presidents and and senators can pretty much uh, do what they want. So you know that the Republicans, they were celebrating. You know, like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we're able to do whatever it is we want to do. But the uh, Democratic senators, Democratic Party, didn't feel that way. In fact, they were quite upset, and they had a few things to say about it. In fact, you know what, before I get into that, let me read my... Uh, uh, copyright disclaimer before I go on with this. And while I'm searching for this, please, everyone, don't forget to uh, uh, subscribe and follow and uh, share this uh, channel, Chilling with Teddy G. I ask you to continue to uh, financially support this station with your one-time or monthly contribution. It is greatly appreciated and it is always used to uh, for this uh, station. That's right. Every dollar goes right back into the operation of this station. Oh, here we go. The uh, copyright disclaimer of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teachings and scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Yeah, the uh, Democrats were, uh, senators, they were kind of highly upset about this process and, and what went on, which I believe that they were uh, upset and rightfully so because this process did not happen the way it normally happened. Usually it takes months for this process to happen and, and definitely the swearing in and the oath are done in the daytime. Not in the middle of the night, like some some thief in the middle of the night coming to uh, rob, kill, and destroy. Well, that looks like that's what happened with this secret ceremony, and Democrats were not happy about it, and they had something to say. Our Republican colleagues are shattering the norms and breaking the rules and breaking their word, and there will be consequences. I think there are now new rules in the Senate. And I think Republicans have said that. The next time the American people give Democrats a majority in this chamber, you will have forfeited the right to tell us how to run that majority. If all of this rule-breaking is taking place, what does the majority expect? 
what do they expect? They, they expect that they're going to be able to break the rules with impunity, and when the shoe maybe is on the other foot, nothing's going to happen? <sighs> yeah, see, now, see, now you hear these uh, uh, senators saying the same thing that I'm saying. They're breaking rules. They're doing things the way that they want to. Now, if they can do this now, what do you think they're going to do after the election? This is taking place. They're breaking rules and breaking uh, uh, the process and policies the way things are normally done. And this is a, while the election is going on. So whoever gets in office, I don't care if it's a sloppy Jim Crow Joe or uh, President Agent Orange. They're showing you right now that uh, your vote means absolutely nothing when they want to get something done or they want certain things done their way. They're going to make it happen. And, and they're not going to be worried about any consequences. None at all. Do you do look like these uh, guys, uh, these uh, uh, Republic senators and in, in the uh, uh, president, Agent Orange, do it look like they're worried about anything? But and here's the main thing. Now that she's in office, you got to there's a lot of major issues that are going to have to be uh, addressed. And uh, she's going to be one of the votes. And who knows, maybe even the deciding vote. And if she ends up being a deciding vote in a lot of these issues that uh, uh, we're faced with, I think there's going to be uh, a certain amount of loyalty to uh, President 45 for swiftly getting her in the office. And I'm I'm one who is a firm believer in, in, in loyalty. Any employees that I work for, they know this. Any of my friends, my families and relations, they know that. They tell you one thing about uh, Teddy G, that uh, he holds a certain amount of loyalty, integrity that can't be touched. It's unmatched. So why wouldn't I think and feel the same way about uh, Amy? I believe that she's capable of the same type of loyalty and people think that that's not going to happen. If they are, they're living in a dream world. The ceremony followed the Senate's uh, 5248 confirmation of vote shortly after 8 p.m. where Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, a Republican from Kentucky, called Barrett a woman of unparalleled ability and temperament. I stand here tonight truly honored and humbled, Barrett said during this 15-minute uh, uh, event. Flags draping the White House uh, behind her, this was a rigorous confirmation process as she did during her confirmation hearing earlier this month. Barry tried to distance herself and the judiciary from the public swirling around her nomination and the presidential election. It is the job of a judge to resist her policy preferences. It would be a declaration of duty for her to give in to them, she said. But when loyalty is involved and, and, and favors, because to me, this was kind of a favor. When you uh, just jump in and you pick somebody who you want to sit on the seat and then you get it done at nighttime 
and uh, win the uh, vote, which they had the majority. So we knew that they were going to win because all of the uh, um, Democratic senators voted no, except for one. But all the us, all the rest of them voted no. So, and the Republicans knew this. They knew that they were going to win, and President Agent Orange knew that uh, they were going to win. That was the very reason why they had this secret midnight ceremony, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm the only one who called it that, but I called it like I see it. I told you, there ain't no flavoring on this channel. When you, you, you don't get no frosting on your cake here. Everything here is a pound cake. You get cake. You don't get all that lavish frosting that they put on there to get it to taste the way they want to, which means get to, which means to make things happen the way that they want them to happen and tell the story the way that they want you to hear it. Now, you don't get that here. And uh, I'm sorry to say that uh, we're still living in that type of world where you can do pretty much what you want to do when you're in power. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, that starts at the lowest level from like uh, a supervisor or a boss at your job all the way up to the highest court in the land. And then beyond that to the uh, leader and commander and chief of supposedly the free world. So now that she has taken the uh, judicial oath uh, from uh, Robert uh, on Tuesday, Barrett will become uh, the fifteenth, the fifth woman ever to serve on the highest court, succeeding the late liberal associate justice Ruth Gator Ginsburg. She will begin work a week before the election day. Participants in her first conference with other justices Friday and take her place on the bench of oral arguments next Monday. Now, do you see the importance on that? This is the reason why I'm talking so much about loyalty. Now, now she'll be involved in this election, ladies and gentlemen, and maybe even be one of the deciding judges if anything goes wrong. And we already anticipated and know that something's going to go wrong, especially with the issues that we're having with absentee balancing balances and uh, and, and uh, mail-in balance. And uh, so, if this election is close, which it probably will be, because you know, as much as I may hate to say it, you have a lot of. Uh, 45 supporters out there who was going to be voting in this uh, uh, his way. So she could be involved in some very uh, critical um, arguments including who may become the uh, next president of the United States. And it goes on to say that that is uh, is what Trump wanted. Throughout the uh, uh, confirmation process, the president had emphasized the importance of having Barrett as the uh, ninth Supreme Court justice to help decide challenges involving mail-in ballots. See, I just got through talking about that and other voting procedures. This is a monumentous day for America, for the United States uh, 
Constitution and for the fair and impartial rule of law. 45 said, Barrett, he said, is one of our nation's most brilliant legal scholars. See, here we go. Now, you see this, the, the, the uh, stuff that he's throwing out there? You know, and and uh, and she possibly sucking it in, and y'all think that the uh, she's not going to be uh, playing some favoritism. I believe she will be. And USA Today goes on to report that the election will be Barry's first and most important focus. Uh, petitions challenging uh, voting procedures in Pennsylvania and North Carolina are pending before the uh, high court, which rules five to three along ideological lines Monday night against extending Wisconsin's deadline for absentee balance. All this is with the election, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to see how this is how Trump has uh, coordinated his attack to help him win this election. Pennsylvania uh, disputes the return to the Supreme Court after the justices deadlocked 44 last week, leaving a place in November 6th deadline for the receipt of mail-in ballots. The Republicans want change to November 3rd. So that means if, if that happens and if that's the case, there's going to be thousands and thousands of uh, absentee ballots, these mail-in ballots, that won't be counted. Now you see the strategy that he used and the reason why it was so important for him to get her into that judge seat, get this loyal uh, um, individual on his side because of what he done for her. I'm just saying. So let's listen to this uh, uh, news article. Is so true. The glove. You, I don't believe that they, if they, uh, Democrats win this presidential election, I don't think they're going to play fair anymore because they know that their counterparts, the Republicans, they don't play fair either. So, am I in agreement with the gloves are going to come off? Yeah, I believe they are going to come off, and I believe uh, they're going to do what they can to try to uh, balance out this unfairness right now that's going on in the uh, Supreme Court. And these aren't just empty threats either. If the polls can be trusted, Democrats actually have a very good chance of taking control of the Senate and the presidency next year. So the question is, what are they going to do for revenge? Well, according to Joe Biden, it's on. And that might be true, but we know that uh, one thing about sloppy Jim Crow Joe is that he's not as aggressive as uh, 45. And that's the difference between them two. Uh, uh, 45 is very aggressive and he will try to get done what he says. 
that's one thing. That's one where uh, one area, ladies and gentlemen, where I got a little respect for the man, because unlike uh, Jim Crow Joe, uh, President Forty Five shows who he is. In my opinion, he shows that he's uh, he's for uh, white supremacy. He shows that uh, he uh, doesn't want black people staying in his hotels and in his uh, apartment complexes. And he he don't like Mexicans he, or Asians or, or and he he proudly boasts about it and speak about it. And he tells his uh, groups, his white supremacist groups to uh, stand back and, and, and stand by. So you pretty much know what to uh, expect from him. And and in my opinion, that deserves a certain amount of respect because he's not trying to stab you in the back, which is what everybody's saying that uh, Jim Crow Joe is going to try to do, that he's going to try to stab you in the back and that he's not acting like the... uh, uh, as flamboyant as uh, a president in 45 years and that he has a hidden agenda. And if he becomes president, that's when he going to break out that hidden agenda. And all you idiots, and that's right, I'm calling you idiots who voted for him because he ain't came out with no true um, a plan for improving uh, 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 black America which is some tangibles, which is some reparations and uh, 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 fixing this uh, injustice system. I know people want to say fixing this broken injustice system, but ladies and gentlemen, this system is not broke. It's operating exactly the way that they want it to operate. That's when when they're talking about reform and they're talking about uh, uh, defunding, I'm in favor for it. I'm not saying just taking all the money away from them. Now, let's not be ridiculous. I need some critical, logical thinking, smart individuals here. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about a lot of uh, necessary monies that's being funneled into these uh, 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 police agencies can uh, go to help and better and empower uh, black communities. Where, 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 where some real changes can be made. And, and, and uh, rewriting a whole bunch of these uh, policies and procedures that's going on uh, in, in the whole judicial system, all the way down from the, uh, the, the meter maid all the way up to the commissioner. Things need to change. And a lot of policemen's and and, uh, chiefs and and commissioners need to be removed. The simple is that. Removed and replaced with somebody in there with some true integrity. Somebody who's truly is biased and want to run things according to the new laws and regulations that need to be wrote because we cannot continue to keep going on with the way policies and things is like, like, uh, the reason, like take for instance, the reason why, uh, cops 
don't tell on other cops. That blue line that everybody talking about. Well, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just racism, but uh, but racism plays a very big part in it. Don't get me wrong. But that's not the only reason why they don't tell. A lot of these guys just simply don't blow the horn or don't blow the whistle because they know that there's consequences behind doing so. And a lot of them ain't trying to lose their jobs. They ain't trying to lose their pensions. You know, they, they're trying to steal... Uh, and maintain their households and their marriages and, and their this and that, and they just simply don't want to uh, do what's right because of the consequences that could happen behind that. And and I have a certain amount of uh, uh, empathy for that. I'm not talking about the ones who simply doing it out of uh, uh, white supremacist pride. I'm talking about some legitimate ones who are in there who want to uphold the law and really, really want to protect and serve. And and they and they uh, can't or they only can to a certain degree without meeting uh, backlash and retaliation for trying to tell on an officer who's being blatantly racist or who's blatantly just just um breaking the law and breaking policies and, and doing a lot of things that's happening to um, uh, to victims. And yeah, I call them victims. They may call them suspects, but I call them victims when they end up shot and dead and wrongfully uh, incarcerated. Yeah, that's what I call it. So that's why I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. But a lot of these guys, they're just not able to do that. Anyway, to, to, to get back where I was, uh, uh, USA Today continues to report that the election uh, will be Barrett's first and most important focus. Um, petitions challenging uh, voter procedures in Pennsylvania. Okay, I read all this. La, 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 la. The Pennsylvania uh, disputes returns to the Supreme Court after the justice. Okay, I read. Excuse me. I uh, when I go on these tangents and I start uh, going off, I'll, I'll lose track. That's just getting old. Uh, it's not unusual for the justice to be sworn in during the Supreme Court terms, rather than over the uh, summer recess. 45's first two nominees also hit the ground running. Associated Justice Neil Gorsh uh, began in April of 2017 when the court was completing oral arguments for the uh, for that term. And Associated Justice Brett uh, Kavichal started in November 2018 after a new term had begun. Yeah, but none of this is not the way that she got put in. Uh, like Barrett, Kovachar was sworn in just hours after the sentence of 50-48 confirmation vote. Trump uh, congratulated him on Twitter and signed his commission to Supreme Court aboard uh, Air Force One. So Kovachar uh, could get to work immediately. And there was something behind that. Barrett's evasion to a lifetime term on the nation's highest court has been just as controversial as the others, both for partisans and ideological reasons. It <clears throat> represents the culmination of conservative decade-long projects to win control over the Supreme Court. 
perhaps for decades to come. Yeah, of course. That's the reason why everybody is really out there voting. So they in hopes that uh, Democrats can take control of the White House and the Senate and be able to pack the uh, uh, Supreme Court with more judges you know, overturn or make some new rulings or whatever and whatnot, you get maybe four or five more judges in there where they have, uh, so the uh, House uh, Supreme Court is impacted with uh, Republican judges, which makes sense. It goes on to say that Republicans engineered the process by blocking President Barack Obama from filling a conservative associated judge Antonio Scarlett's seat in the last year of his presidency, then following Trump to fill Ginsburg's seat while facing an uphill re-election battle. So before I forget, let, let's hear what uh, Joe Biden has to say about this. If elected, would you move to add more justices to the Supreme Court? If elected, what I will do is I'll put together a national commission of bipartisan commission of scholars, constitutional scholars, Democrats, Republicans, liberal, conservative, and I will uh, ask them to over uh, 180 days come back to me with recommendations. 180 days? Is he out of his mind? Six months. Lord have mercy. See what I'm talking about, y'all? Now y'all see. You heard it out of his own mouth. Let me continue. ...as to how to uh, reform the court system because it's getting out of whack um, the way in which it's being handled. And it's not about court packing. There's a number of other things that our constitutional scholars have debated, and I'd look to see what recommendations that commission might make. Really? Really? Come on, guys. Really? Six months? Jesus. The other day, Mitch McConnell had a simple response to everyone who was concerned about how he got Barrett onto the Supreme Court. You know what he said? He said, you can't win them all, and elections have consequences. And you know what? He's right. And there's another election coming up in a week, and that's also going to have consequences too. But elections are only the beginning of the story. Republicans didn't take over the court just because they felt like it. They did it because the people who elected them made it clear that it was a priority. I don't know about that. That's what he's saying. But I, I, like I told you, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I'm in favor. I think they did it because they want to. I don't think they did it because of the people. Now he's saying that to me now, it seems like he, he, he one of them ones who want to say, uh, go out there and vote because it matters. Well, it didn't matter to get her on that seat. They had control. They got Republicans in the White House. They got the uh, uh, majority uh, of um, Republicans in the Senate. And they did what they wanted to do. I don't think they did it because of any people, like he's saying. But, I mean, I could be wrong. I doubt it. So whatever your priority is for the Supreme Court going forward, you better vote next week. See what I'm talking about? There you have it. There it is, right there. And then, let the people you put in office know what you expect from them. Well, see, look, I didn't even know that was coming. But there you have it. 
So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, y'all can do what y'all want to do. And I get, I guarantee you this, they're going to do what they want to do. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Uh, I want y'all to have a uh, truly, I want y'all to have a safe and a blessed day. And you know, as always, guys, I ask y'all to continue to um, do your social distancing. If you test positive, do your quarantine. Please, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget your outer protective gear with your gloves and your glasses and your masks and some type of shoe covering. And I always say, please, when you get in the house from coming outside, remove your clothes, bathe and wash up immediately. Wash those clothes. And always, but always, but always, ladies and gentlemen, eat the proper fruits, vegetables, seeds, and nuts, everything that you need in order to build up your immune system, because that is the true number one defense against COVID-19. Again, everyone, enjoy your day, stay safe, and be blessed.